The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello, and welcome to episode 49 of Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable, and holy crap, folks, we are joined again by the original co-host. Abby Richmond, I'm back, you guys. She's back live in the studio. Who would have thought? It's been a hot minute. And today, we're talking about the new year and some other stuff. But before we get started, just in time, we are on Spotify legitimately now. This is so it's real. <laughs> it's real. No more false alarms. I contacted Spotify. They walked me through it all. We are live on Spotify. So if you've been neglecting listening to us regularly because you couldn't on the Spotify application, well, now you can check us out there. Can't you even get Spotify through some cars? So you don't even have to have your phone. You can just click us up on Spotify while you're in your little fancy car. So true. Pull us up on your in-dash computer and listen to us as you drive. What a wonderful time to be alive. All right. As I said, we're talking about all things New Year. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, it is New Year's Eve. It is goodbye 2018. Hello 2019. Before we dive into that specifically, though, holy crap, Abby, you're back in the studio. What has been going on in your world? All right, so it actually has been a lot longer than I, like, initially thought that it was going to be since I wanted to record my coming back episode, but more life just kept happening. Basically, I neglected to put school as one of my number one priorities at college, and I just kind of fell off the rails of doing what I knew I should be doing. And so with the combination of like not knowing how to study and not being prepared for these things and then having these anxious moments of like, I didn't go to class because I was anxious. And so now I don't want to go back to class because I don't know if it'll be okay and I don't know if I'll know what's going on. And so I just got in this really unhealthy loop of like staying at home and like making that bad decision of not going to class and just like laying in my bed and then having more anxious thoughts because I was doing those things. And so my mental health started to get in this really, really deep hole kind of thing. And so then my physical health followed with it and I started throwing up all the time and so I didn't really go anywhere because I was just sick and my head was hurting constantly so I didn't want to be anywhere with loud noises and so I was just basically stuck in my dorm room for the last probably month and a half of the semester. Are you better? And that's not a very nice question or a good question, but are you taking care of yourself? Are you in a better place currently? I assume you are as you are here in the studio, but where are you at now? So the first step that I really kind of needed to do before I got anything else under control was actually start taking my medicine again because I had stopped thinking like, I hate taking this pill every morning to make me feel functional and like that's just stupid. I just want to be able to go through my day and, and be myself. But that's that's not always the best because, you know, people with diabetes don't just say, you know, I'm not going to take my insulin today. I needed to start thinking of my mental health in the same way. So got that under control, and now we're working on, I don't know, getting the rest of life under control. I'm thinking about switching my major, so that's exciting. What would you switch to? 
probably political science and mass communication. I really, really like the public speaking aspect that I got this first semester, and so I kind of wanted to continue that. And obviously, like, I love politics as I talk about it all the time on here. Cool. Yeah, but I don't know. I've also recently thought about opening up my own coffee shop, not in town because I don't want to stay here, but a nice little cute coffee shop in Kansas City. I like that. But I don't know what I would do how I would integrate what I would be studying into that, but who needs a college degree to open a cafe? Would you say that there would be a new you in 2019? New year, new you? Is that where we're headed? Definitely. I think that I need to shift all my priorities around and definitely not focus so much on trying to fit in at college and find a social sphere and do that whole side of my life this next semester I actually need to work on growing as a person myself and like working on my studies and family things and not neglect those parts of my life as much as I did first semester it's a very mature and good answer I wish you the very best it is I know I feel like it just kind of sounds sad I wouldn't call that sad that seems very rational and like you know what needs to happen like you know the cause of what happened to get you in that state and now you're going to try to correct that and the more the more I've been on break and talking to people that are coming home they're saying things like that that oh I was just like that my first semester my grades were in the tank and I didn't know that like oh I can't go out all the time and I I can't always order food and I can't spend money on stupid things like that and so I'm glad that I'm not the only one going through the things that I went through, but at the same time, like, it's really crappy to hear that so many people have to hit that, not rock bottom, but, like, low place of sorts to have to figure it out. I won't say it happens to everybody, but it happens, like you said, to a lot of people. That first semester at college is tough. It is a different world. You can do everything you can to prepare for it, but you don't know what that's going to be like until it happens and everyone responds to that differently. And it's not just a Truman thing. People from all different levels of school have came back and said, I wasn't prepared for how the classes were going to be run or what was going to be expected of me. And actually doing my dishes and not letting them pile up in the sink is hard and budgeting is hard, you know? Growing up is tough. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to say that, honestly, because I thought I was prepared enough. You know, my parents taught me how to do my own laundry. I know how to do the dishes. I know how to manage my own money. I've had a job since I was 15. I know how to do all of the things necessary, I guess. I just couldn't do it all at once. It all just kind of got dropped onto me, and I felt like I took too much on at one time. Learning that is a valuable life lesson, and it certainly is a hard life lesson to learn, but you will be a better person as you come out of this. And a lot of people face this, and there are a couple options. Some people just drop out of school. Some people spiral even further. So yeah. sounds like you caught it at a good time, and hopefully you rebound and respond and yeah. are happy. Because, I mean, several different peers of mine have gone through all of those several different options of how they were dealing with first semester at Truman. Like, I had people drop out midway through or didn't even come at all or, you know, dropped before finals and aren't coming back next semester. And so I'm glad I'm going to at least attempt to finish this and to do at least a year. And so I'm proud of myself for that. And so I think that also focusing on those little victories is going to be important for me because it's going to take a lot. 
this honestly is so perfect with this idea of a new year and resolutions and all of this stuff. Ironically timed, because this is your like life right now happening, yeah. and then, oh, boom, the calendar's about to flip over. But transitioning this to New Year's resolutions and that type of idea is a widely known fact that only 8% of New Year's resolutions actually work out. Wow. It's incredibly low. I'm not for sure how they well, get this information. Because, but. Is that because people are making wild resolutions? Like, you know, I'm going to start training to be an astronaut this year that's exactly what it is they're just out of control and what you said there of like little goals or little steps and seeing those through and to get to the larger picture that's exactly what people don't do yeah day one they're like okay january 1st i'm gonna buy a treadmill i'm gonna work out every single day for people that have never worked out before lol that is not gonna happen it might happen for the first week and then they're gonna be like, you know, I did so good for a week. I need an off day. And then that off day turns into like forever and you don't get back on. Absolutely. And I mean, you hear all the time about how gyms are packed that first week of a new year and the normal gym goers get really mad about it because like, oh, the machinery's taken and they know those people aren't going to last, but yeah. hear that all the time. Gym membership spike. Sometime in February, you'll see a bunch of treadmills on swap shop because people will buy them and they'll realize they're not using them. You know, it's a common phenomenon, but that's the problem is people shoot too high with their resolutions. Yeah. And that goes with a lot of things besides working out. And these are like the big ones with millennials too. Finance and money. Like, hey, I'm going to save more money. I'm going to do better investments this year. And they make these lofty goals that are ultimately, you're in February now and you haven't done any of those things that you told yourself. And that goes to things even as simple as like, I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to read more. Yeah. If you just aim for these big, vague goals. Read more. Not like, I'm going to read a book a month. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's how you prevent that from happening is I'm going to read a book a month. You're going to set a reasonable goal and you're going to attempt to obtain each step of the way. Kind of like you said, getting your life back on track. You're not tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be the best college student there is. You know, like that's not reasonable. You will fail at that. Just like you said with reading, smaller goals are better goals. And then just people are overall too focused on the end state. I'm going to be skinny. That's my New Year's resolution. Like you're so hyper focused on that. It's just not reasonable. Things don't change overnight and that idea, and you kind of hit on it too earlier of this, you're afraid to fail so you don't do something, but now you're further behind in achieving your goal. And so it is a vicious cycle and that is probably why only 8% of people achieve their New Year's resolutions. That was part of our um, strides, I think is what it was called in middle school, your counseling sessions that you had to have once a week or whatever. Anyways, that was a big part of it was making sure you had goal-oriented plans, not just dreams. I heard someone talking about it today. Actually, I was listening to a podcast and they they were railing against this idea of a resolution because a resolution can be easily failed. So what they said, instead of having New Year's resolutions, they wanted to have New Year's habits. Like, what am I going to actually do different next year? What am I going to make a habit of mine opposed to like, oh, I'm going to drink more water. It's I'm going to, like you said, drink six glasses of water. That's going to be my habit every day. And I think viewing it that way is a better idea opposed to just this giant resolution where it's almost intimidating you know like how do you dive in and do that yeah sometimes it's hard to think of breaking that huge goal into smaller pieces just because you want to attain it so quickly and so if you don't set smaller goals it looks so much further away no doubt yeah and i mean that goes with it too this idea of habits and actually doing and trying to attempt things that you can achieve the idea of rewards and how that really influences your ability to create a habit is if you're getting rewarded 
for it, then you're more likely to do it. And that's where the small subsets of the goals or the small little check marks come in handy is because you're getting that positive reinforcement. Every time you cross one of those little things off, you're more likely to continue down the path. Whereas if it's this nebulous, I'm going to read more like what check mark are you going to have there? Like, yeah. oh, I read a page, you know, like that's more. Yeah, right. I've done it. Well, and then then you can just say, well, I, I did read more and then get this fake sense of, of fulfillment. For sure. And obviously the faker it is, the less likely it is to become habit forming. You know, it's just hollow. That being said, besides you getting your life back on track, do you have any specific New Year's resolutions or habits that you would aim for? I really do want to be eating actually at least two and a half meals a day. I probably sometimes went two days without eating, period. And so that wasn't like on purpose. It's not because I think I need to get skinny or something. It's just I would forget to eat. And so I think that I need to start taking care of my body a lot more. So eating would be a start. And pairing that with what we've talked about previously, what kind of small goals or how, how do you plan on implementing that into your life as you head into 2019? Making sure that by the end of the week, I don't have any meals left on my swipes so that I know, like, I know I went to the dining hall at least two times every day of the week. Okay. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Any other resolutions? I don't know. I think that's probably it. I had this thing going on at the beginning of semester where I went home every Sunday for dinner. And I really liked that. And then I just kept finding excuses why, you know, I couldn't go that Sunday and it turned into, you know, I just stopped doing it. And so I would like to start doing that again. Have you thought about how you will achieve that particular goal? Um, I think I, I think I'm actually going to invite other people so that when I try and flake out, they can't let me because it's my house. Yeah. So some accountability there. Yeah. Mm, smart. I, as with most things, do not like New Year's resolutions whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't figure you would. I think they- I usually don't make them. Yeah, I think they're silly. I live my life as a lot of people do. If I want something to change in my life, I just start then. I don't need a specific day on the calendar to do it. If it's March and I decide, whoa, I'm drinking too much coffee, great. I'm going to start working on that now. I'm not going to put that off until 2019. You do do that, like kind of very blatantly, I guess. Like if you see that you have a problem with something, like you change it then and you don't wait on it. You don't kind of ask around, see if anybody else likes the decision. You just kind of go for it. I kind of like that. You can observe that from me? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I appreciate hearing that, though. I think it's a better way to live. I don't mean to crap on anyone's resolutions or habits that they want to form in the new year. If you need that calendar date to start something, use it. But just in general, why wait? If something needs to be done, let's do it. Do you view specifically this day that the listeners are listening to this, the New Year's Eve, do you view that as like the end of a chapter? Do you do a lot of self-reflection No, not really. I think I do a lot more of that leading up towards Christmas. Is that weird? No, definitely not. I think just because I feel like that's more when my year kind of ends because you stop hanging out with literally everyone and it's just now family and it's just now like it was, you know, at the beginning before everything got hectic. And so I do a lot more of my reflecting then. I don't really put a lot of weight into New Year's Eve other than like we usually have some sort of thing at my house and we do the 12 grapes at midnight. and 12 grapes at midnight. Yeah, we watch the ball drop and we see who can eat the 12 grapes the fastest. Interesting. Yeah. I don't do anything necessarily for New Year's Eve. It is probably one of my least favorite holidays. 
I saw this article the other day where it was like, you know how everybody's been focusing on the bad things that happened in 2018, and then it gave us a really good list. Of good things? Yeah. Good, yeah. That's something humanity does need to concentrate on. There is a lot of bad news, as there is every year. Federal government's shut down. Trump is still in office. Like, there's a lot to be unhappy about. But there are some good things in humanity, and now would be a good time to reflect on them for sure. Yeah, send that article my way. I could always use some good news. Did you see the the YouTube Rewind Reflect of the Year? I quit watching those a long time ago. Was it any good? It was terrible. I mean, like, of course, most everybody knows because of the uproar on the internet of how bad it was and how many memes spiraled off of it, but... What made it so bad? I kind of just tuned it out. There was just a bunch of, like, creators that not very many people know and a bunch of references that no one understood, YouTubers that fell out of popularity big time for scandals and things like that. They were included? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But the Google year in search made me ball. It was so good. I need to check some year-end things out. I feel like I'm lacking. All of the Google ones from the past three years have been incredible and... I don't know who does them or like if it's just some random person at Google, but they're very good. All right. I'll check those out. Finally, on this New Year's Eve episode of Two Millennials, One Podcast, I've been teasing for the last several weeks that Two Millennials, One Podcast will be changing or doing something different in 2019. So we're going to go ahead and spell this out for all our listeners. Once we hit episode 52, we are putting Two Millennials, One Podcast into the crypt. R.I.P. I don't think it's a sad occasion. I don't think it's a permanent occasion. I just think this show has run its course. Yeah. I think both of us are really busy. I want to go in a different direction. You need to focus on your life. Especially since, you know, the main intention of this was to just fill up 7th hour. And uh, now, you know, we're trying to find a time in the week when I'm not incredibly busy or stuck in Moberly or... Right. And you're exactly right. This started as something that was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And it morphed into this thing that has spanned a year. But uh, yeah, we will be putting it in the crypt. That does not mean that there will never be another episode of Two Millennials, One Podcast. Episode 53 may happen. And I'll tell you this every episode until then, I would keep our subscription in whatever app you're using. I plan on using this particular feed for any future projects we do, be it Two Millennials, One Podcast or anything else. Keep listening. Keep listening to us through episode 52. We'll keep all our episodes live through then and for the foreseeable future. So you can always go back and listen to our progression from young people that didn't know anything to older people that that didn't know anything. That is wild. The amount we've changed in the last year of podcasts. And now we can legitimately go back and listen to what was on our minds a year ago. We can. It's a little time capsule. And that's actually what our final episode will be about. We will spend a few minutes reminiscing. Oh my gosh. Like goodbye, Michael, and episodes like that. It'll be similar to that. Yes, it'll be our finale, our swan song. (laughs) Do you have a song pick of the week? I do have the song pick of the week. I almost forgot a way to be there for that. My song pick of the week is called Together Will Ring in the New Year by Motion City Soundtrack. Ooh, I like them. I don't know that song, though. It's a pretty good tune. I'm going to go with Sex in the City by Hobo Johnson. Mm, Some more Hobo Johnson. That is a good track. Just a spice up the playlist. That'll be a spicy addition, no doubt. (laughs) And I'm sure Abby will run back to her laptop and update that at some point. Mm, Yeah. Or not. (laughs) At some point within the next five years, that will be complete, I can assure you. All right, folks. I appreciate you tuning in to our New Year's Eve episode. I wish you the very best in the new year. If you choose to celebrate, please be safe and keep listening to Two Millennials, One Podcast. Catch us next week for episode 50 
We'll see you then. We'll be seeing ya. Bye.